0: everyone welcome to the show a member of the proud boys jury spoke to vice news and it appears that the jury was most convinced of their guilt by what they didn't see uh, some people are making a lot of this and i'll explain why they may be a little off mark uh, but andre mundell is a 63 year old retired dc resident. And he was on the jury. He told the reporter that the jury was almost 100 percent convinced of the seditious conspiracy charge from the beginning of the deliberation. But they did go through all of the evidence. They they went through it methodically. They were very thorough. Um, First, they said they decided if it was a conspiracy first and foremost. Then they determined if it was a seditious conspiracy, because that requires the use of force to find someone guilty. But Mundell says that what convinced the jury most was all of the Proud Boys communications and the communications that were missing. Mundell said, quote, I think that what it boiled down to, what they had to say prior to Jan 6." And the fact that they wanted to do so much in secret, and that's why the government couldn't present too much of that evidence that had already been deleted because it was unrecoverable. They definitely didn't want people to know. They didn't want everybody to know the plan, the Proud Boys, because then I guess it would have gotten out and they didn't want it to get out. So this is something I've been saying for a while now. When the chairman of the Proud Boys or then chairman Enrique Tarrio was arrested on January 4th, um, you guys might remember he was caught carrying large capacity magazines into D.C., feeding devices for weapons into D.C. So as soon as that happened. The group just went crazy. The the group leaders started telling their members to delete their messages, to, you know, delete all communication. They even deleted an entire group chat. This was a whole group that had been planning for months for January 6th, and they just nuked the whole thing. So if, as they claim, they were just lending support to Trump or... You know, they were just there acting as security for high profile figures. Then why do you need to delete your internal communication? And they said, we have to delete this because it could be used against us. We, you know, we could get hit with specific types of charges. And Mundell pointed out that there weren't any messages telling their members, you know, no, don't do this. He said that that was also a factor in his decision. Because they did talk about committing violence, but not not in the other direction. And that's what I think people are getting wrong. People are saying, well, you can't convic- you can't convict someone on evidence that doesn't exist. But it wasn't just evidence that didn't exist. It was the fact that you had certain evidence saying, hey, we need to go commit violent acts. We're going to go crack skulls, blah, blah, blah. But then there were other things that were missing. I mean, if they were saying that, not deleting those messages, how bad was the stuff they were deleting? And it's not like they would have deleted stuff that was exculpatory, right? So when you see gaps in messages, you're going to assume the worst. And what you already had was horrible, So Mundell was also asked about the jury's decision to acquit Dominic Pozzola of the seditious conspiracy crime. And it was exactly what I thought. He cited how new Dominic Pozzola was to the group, how he wasn't in a leadership position. Um, But then Mundell said that the first vote on Pozzola wasn't unanimous. The jury deadlocked on that charge with him. And then some of the jurors came around. They changed their minds after some deliberation. And this part was really funny. In regard to Pozzola, Mundell said, quote, he wasn't the brightest bulb on the porch and may not have been bright enough to really know about the plan. So I said, well, poor guy. He should have listened to his father-in-law who told him don't go. (laughs) So when asked his opinion on each of the defendants, Mundell said that Pozzola, quote, let loose and showed who he really was, he got really hostile towards the prosecutor saying, this is a show trial and all of that. So that didn't play well with me. I told you guys that wasn't going to go over. You know, he he was trying to play it so calm and cool, like he was Mr. Innocent. And then all of a sudden he just let loose. Um, he also mentioned Zachary Rell's attempts to, quote, play Mr. Innocent. And then Mundell also noted that when the verdict was read, Rell was crying. Rell started crying, but he said that Tario was just sitting there with a smug smile on his face. And he referred to Tario as an egomaniac. So the vice reporter asked also if he believed that the jury was impartial. And Mundell said, quote, I do wonder was anti-Trump and she was hoping to weave him into conspiracies and such. But the evidence doesn't show anything that Trump did other than be there will be wild and stand back and stand by. That was his contribution. Other than that, everyone was focused. I think they got a fair trial. So here's where things ended up as far as the verdicts go. Because you guys might remember in my last update, the jurors were still deliberating on a few charges. Um, so here's how they they rounded things up. Ethan Nordine, Joe Biggs, Zachary Rell, and Enrique Tarrio were all convicted on charges of seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to prevent Congress and officers from discharging their duties, civil disorder, and destruction of government property in excess of $1,000. Dominic Pozzola was found guilty of obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to prevent Congress and officers from discharging their duties, civil disorder, two counts of destruction of government property in excess of $1,000, assaulting officers, and theft of government property. Um, So normally I would say, you know, they're each facing a maximum of 20 years in prison based on the most serious crime. But the government just asked for 25 years for Oath Keeper's founder, Elmer Stewart Rhodes. So it's very possible that the prosecutor is going to ask for the same prison sentence for each of the Proud Boys who were convicted of seditious conspiracy. You know, there's nothing in the court docket, though, regarding sentencing, So I'll have to keep an eye on that. I know the Oath Keepers uh, sentencing is coming up soon. At least the one for Stuart Rhodes is this month. I will definitely let you guys know when all of that goes down. So thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate or become a monthly supporter if you possibly can. Truly helps to keep the show going. Greatly appreciate it. And I love you guys. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.